action, taking, taking action and, and, you know, learning because I think most of us learn best as we're going through the process. You know, we could sit here and talk about business or you can read books, which are, are very good and valuable. Uh, you can learn a lot from those, but most of the time, the best learning is, is getting out and doing and not being afraid to, to take that action. Um, but also being smart about it, you know, getting a mentor or getting other people that have are ahead of you have taken that journey. And, and so hopefully learning from their mistakes. And so you don't have to repeat those, but, but taking action and, and, um, yeah, even if it's just baby steps, but taking that action, I think is key. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, Brock Richards. And uh, Brock, uh, is, a, is a quick introduction, has uh, been in Utah his whole life, was uh, originally uh, grew up in uh, Preston, Idaho, um, but uh, grew up working on a farm and uh, also worked at a, a local grocery store. Um, and then from there, started working in the flooring industry, um, always wanted to do his own business. And so he started up one with his brother doing a flooring business, um, did that for a couple of years, learned a lot about biz- or the business side. Um, that business uh, ended up uh, closing, and uh, but uh, and, and he went to work uh, for a general contractor for a period of time. Also, was working his way out of debt, which happens with uh, plenty of business ventures, and was there for about four and a half years, and then uh, worked his way up through the business, and then uh, joined another business for a bit of time, a bigger business, and then uh, decided in, in uh, mid two thousand two to or two thousand twenty two um, to uh, start his own business, which is what he's doing today. So, with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast brock yeah thanks devin great uh great to be here and thanks for that introduction so hey absolutely excited to have you on and uh, look or excited or looking forward to a great conversation so so with that i just gave a um a comp or much or a 30 or 45 second version to a much longer journey um but why don't uh, you tell us a little bit uh why don't we rewind and you can tell us a little bit about uh, growing up in preston idaho moving to utah and, and how your journey got started yeah. Um, yeah. Preston, uh, at, for those that don't know, is a really small town, you know, one stoplight type town. Um, <clears throat> it was good. Uh, worked at the local grocery store and, and then also moved pipe and and, uh, you know, worked on a farm a little bit. We always had a few animals and, and things. And so uh, I felt like my dad always taught me hard work and and things and uh, he had a flooring business. And so that's kind of where that flooring side ties in, uh, learning that from him growing up. And mm. um, but yeah, even though I had worked for him and things, I'd always kind of eventually wanted to do my own thing. Um, just didn't know quite, you know, how to go about that. So moved to Utah and, um, you know, like you said, Devin, um worked in the flooring industry for a long time eventually went on my own and 
Now, let me jump in, just maybe ask one question. So you definitely get it. You know, it's a great trade and it's always even better. You know, working with family is always bittersweet and has a lot of uh, benefits and also has a few drawbacks. But you did that with your dad for a period of time, I assume, but uh, maybe to fill in the gap. Did you go straight out of high school and work for your dad and start in the flooring industry, any college or kind of what was that part of the journey? Yeah, uh, did go to college, uh, actually was planning on being a, a history professor, uh, kind of a, a whole different angle that, uh, you know, didn't end up pursuing, but I love to learn. And what I realized, though, uh, going to school, it's funny, uh, history, they require a ton of English. You know, I had to write a huge, tons of huge research papers, Um which I'm not a huge fan of English and uh, but I've kind of shifted and and as I've grown older too I I love I love to learn I love to read and things I guess just writing wasn't a you know strong point of mine I never knew where to put that comma uh, you know but those so, yeah. commas and periods and uh, all the other things, the adjectives and the adverbs and all that. I, it's a uh, it's a whole world in and of itself of which uh, I, or I try and avoid as much as possible, even though I do plenty of writing as an attorney. But so yeah, you, so you came out of uh, college, um, and then you, is that at that point? It sounds like that's when you started uh, working uh, with your dad in the flooring industry. Is that right? So I I had uh, yeah, I'd gotten about forty something credits. Didn't didn't finish. Hmm. Um, had dropped, kind of dropped out or shifted to online for a little bit. But for those that are, you know, not uh, disciplined, I guess, I eventually just moved full-time to working, doing flooring and things in, in Preston uh, instead of continuing my education and, and thought that that was going to be the best route. Um, at this point, I'm newly married. We have a young son and I'd moved back to Preston um, and my dad had gotten out of flooring. So I was doing flooring mm -hmm. on my own and um, but it was residential. Uh, I realized quickly, even though I'd grown up and I realized it's not what I wanted to do long term. Um, that's when I got a job for a, a commercial flooring company uh, down here in Utah and, and moved the family, young family down here and um saw that side of things commercially, uh, big, big office buildings, big projects, uh, projects for, you know, University of Utah and, and the state and, and things like that. And that actually was a lot more in, intriguing to me, you know, seeing that and just not uh, just doing grandma's, you know, bathroom flooring, um, which some people love. For me, though, I, I wanted bigger and, and grander things you know to do so that's kind of how i got in on the commercial side of the industry hmm. um, and eventually yeah started elevate flooring did that for a couple of years and now and, and diving maybe into that so you came it sounds like you came to utah had an opportunity gotten a bit more of the commercial side did that for a few years and then if i remember you know you said that you started the business with your brother so i assume he was in yep. the flooring business as well and you guys decided to get together and make a go of it yourself or kind of what was the motivation or the trigger kind of what made you guys decide what made you decide to go from kind of working for someone else in corporate uh the corporate world to going into business with your brother yeah so he had grown up with me you know helping our dad and stuff but he he disliked 
residential flooring a ton and he had he had been a franchise a part owner in jimmy john's franchises um had done that for quite a few years and then ended up selling and had had a little bit of cash and and wanted to you know start his own thing was thinking of you know industries to go into and and knowing flooring you know fairly well uh came to me and said hey what you know what do you think about uh starting a, a flooring business um he would bring kind of the business side of things to the partnership, having been, you know, running Jimmy John's and things. And so, you know, understanding payroll and taxes and, you know, kind of the day-to-day -day stuff of a business. And, and then I would bring the industry knowledge and, and work, um, you know, working out in the field and actually getting the flooring projects and, and things like that. So, uh, it worked out pretty well that that partnership as far as him, you know, understanding the business side of things and, and me understanding the industry a lot more. So that's kind of how that started out. So no, makes perfect sense. So it sounds like kind of each um, brought different skill sets to the table that the other person was lacking, so to speak, and some on the business side, some on the um, imp implementation operation and skill side. And so, so you did that. And I think you uh, mentioned you guys did that uh, for a couple of years and uh, learned a lot about the business and then ended up uh, uh, having to close that business or, or go a different way. Is that about right? Yeah. Um, so he, he was, we were together for, I don't know if it was about a year, year and a half. Um, it wasn't quite working out just profit wise and, and things it was um and he had actually started another business about the same time which mm. you know in hindsight um maybe not the best thing to do just because capital having capital is is important to you know having a business and if you have two brand new businesses um they you know one business is going to eat up capital let alone two starting and and so we parted ways uh i continued elevate flooring and and things but it kind of did go back to that capital i had grown pretty fast had 13 employees a couple of crew flooring crews and thought that the name of the game was just get as many big projects as possible and and you know we'll just kind of work our way out of that capital problem um, I had actually gotten some high, high interest, um, you know, business loans and things and, you know, where they're taking, uh, taking out payments daily or weekly. And, um, that was the beginning of the end. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I thought that I could work my way out of those high interest loans and, and just get more work and, and things, but eventually it caught up to us and um, we got into, you know, it was over six figures in debt um, and that payroll, you know, 13, 14, 15,000 every, you know, every couple of weeks uh, adds up really quick. And um, so, yeah, closed up shop and, uh, you know, no, and, and I think that makes sense. And I think, you know, it's, it's, glamorous as they always see on tv or in the movies or in books or that you know not every business goes perfectly and sometimes if nothing else it's a learning experience or you're going along and you realize the things that you know that you didn't know and 
you know, you figure out uh, those. And so, you know, you, you close up shop. And now, you know, the question I think is a lot of times is a fear for a lot of entrepreneurs is also, hey, you know, one is I'm going to look like a failure to everybody. And I tried my own business and it's not a success and always hate that question. Hey, how's the business going? Well, I had to close it up. And then two is also, okay, now I've been out on my own. Am I even employable or what do I do? And so kind of, you know, as you're going through all of that, how did you figure out what was your next step? Or as you're coming off of the closure of the business, where did you go to next? Yeah, that I mean, that's kind of a hard spot. Uh, pride, you know, pride comes in and you know, you, it's hard to admit that, uh, yeah, I failed, you know, we, it didn't work out. And because, yeah, we, we kind of glamorize business ownership and, and, you know, I had 13 employees and, you know, so awesome, but really on the app, you know, the inside, it, it wasn't a good functioning, well-oiled machine. And so, yeah, it was the best decision to, to close up shop. And I had, uh, done, worked for a general contractor, commercial general contractor, Wasatch West. And um, I kept having kind of these nudges or feelings that I needed to, you know, go talk to him. And, and cause I was kind of in that transition. I didn't know I'd actually considered maybe going back to school and, you know, do I, you know, become a doctor or do something kind of way on the opposite end of the spectrum. And, um, but eventually had had the thought to go talk to this commercial general contractor and uh, who I'd done work with as a subcontractor and uh, basically talked to him and asked, you know, can I, can I get a job and willing to do whatever? Uh, he started me out at 20 bucks an hour, you know, just being a site superintendent and overseeing projects. And um, he was a smaller company, but um, and had done a lot of, you know, the project management and site supervision himself. And so I, he was giving me an opportunity to come on and kind mm -hmm. of be under his wing and, um, manage these projects, uh, out in the field. So at that point, yeah, I just, I was licking my wounds and, and just needed some, some cash flow coming in to support, you know, my family and, and things. And, was willing to do whatever it took. So it was, it was good position to be in for me in hindsight, because I was hungry again, you know, willing to learn and soak up everything and, and do whatever it took, even though I was kind of starting back, you know, at square one again. So. So no, no, and I think that makes perfect sense and sounds like it gave you the opportunity to kind of get your feedback under you, kind of uh, get things squared away, catch your breath, and then uh, also probably get to maybe a bit of even uh, additional guidance and mentorship. Um, so now as you're kind of doing that, and uh, how long did you just stay with that business or, or do that position for? So yeah, that was, I was with them for four and a half years. Um, so from 2017 to 2021, um, and that it was an awesome opportunity because, you know, JD, my boss, he had been in business for over a decade and and had learned things the hard way as well. But yeah, to your point, he was a great mentor to me to, um, you know, how to run a business, what's important to keep track of, um, and basically just be under his wing and and be close with him and ask him questions on a daily basis and. And just on the business side, let alone, you know, every day also learning uh, on the construction side. 
you know, having someone to be able to ask questions and, and I was soaking everything up. I, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about general contracting. I had been on the flooring side of things, but commercial general contracting, I, you know, didn't really know, you know, anything about rebar and concrete and, you know, framing and roofing and HVAC systems, electrical, I'd, I'd seen it all done to a certain degree, but uh, was able to learn a lot on a daily basis on that side as well, building buildings and, and, and projects and things. So it was a great opportunity, great learning. Um, and then, yeah, being paid a, a really good salary. And so not having that stress, uh, was able to have a, a good, comfortable life and also was able to pay off some debt and things uh, from the business, the previous business. So it was a great, great blessing. Wow. Sounds awesome. So now, so you did that, did that for a few years, caught your breath, got some additional mentorship guidance and sounds like it was a great opportunity. And then sounds like maybe putting words in your mouth, but hopefully they're correct, is that, uh, you know, that you got, you know, that entrepreneurial bug wanting to do it yourself or wanting to go your own way and be able to manage. And it's not even anything that's do with, a, hey, you can be in a great job in a great position and you just want to do your own thing and be able to kind of captain your own ship. So as you're doing that, sounds like around 2022, you decided to try or go out on your own again and uh, make your own way again. Yeah, so I was, uh, there was one other stop in between that uh, for about nine, 10 months. I was really close to going out on my own when I left uh, Wasatch West, uh, but but then had a, met a guy and had an opportunity to join a bigger commercial general contracting company and and felt like that was a really good opportunity to be on some big projects and help. Um, it was in, in their pre-construction and estimating and things and um, they worked closely with, uh, developers and things. And so I decided to take that, um, opportunity, um, was there for a little while. Um, but then just decided, you know, if I'm going to be putting in this effort and, and, you know, doing all this work and, and putting in long days and hours, uh, I might as well reap the full benefits as well. I was really close to going on my own, you know, 10 months earlier. And then uh, just a few things happened and I was, I was like, okay, uh, now's the time. So that was, you know, March, April of 2022. And then eventually June of 2022 is when I uh, finally pulled the trigger and um, started, you know, Mayflower Construction Group. So. Awesome. Well, sounds like, uh, it was a good journey and uh, a lot of along the way gave you the opportunity to learn the skills to, to hopefully make the, the business uh, a success as you're jumping back into that. So now you've been doing that. If you did that middle of uh, 2022 and, and now we're 2023, been doing it for seven, eight months now and give us an idea, you know, how's it gone? Is it jumping back in and all the headaches that you were wanting to avoid or back or back at it, or you've learned the lessons and it's been going better, or it's kind of a mixture of both or too early to tell, or give us an idea as to, <laughs> to how the business has been going the last few months. Yeah. Overall, it's, it's been really, really good. Um, had some awesome projects get, get going off the ground. We're doing a medical office building in West Valley, uh, doing a fitness center in Alpine. Mm. Um, we've, you know, we're not uh, immune to the problems that sometimes arise. So still learning things on a daily basis and 
Um, you know, some problems have been a little bigger than others, but I think a couple things that I took away from my previous comp company that we started and, and also have learned along the way is, you know, going back to capital and cash and, and cash flow, um, you know, before with the flooring company, we signed a lease to a space quickly and 1400 bucks and, and that had all that overhead with the, the payroll and things. This time around, you know, I'm, I have a room in my basement. Uh, that's my office. Uh, it's not as glamorous, you know, and, but I, I realized that uh, going out and signing a lease and having a big space, yeah, it's cool to, to talk about, but really that doesn't pay the bills. That doesn't keep overhead low. Um, so that's been key. And then, then also being, um, methodical in, in hiring, um, you know, have a part-time person. She helps a, a lot with subcontracts and general liability and, and the paperwork side of things, working with our trade partners and suppliers and, and things, but she's part-time. It works well with her schedule and, and also she's very efficient. And so it's been great to, helping take that load off of me, <clears throat> but I haven't been quick to, to hire a bunch of people. Um, you know, I've, maybe I'm working a few more hours than ideally I would like to, but I realize in the beginning until you get things flowing, you do need to put in, you know, some long hours and, and doing multiple, wearing multiple hats. Um, no, you know, I'm out I, in the I field. Yeah. No, and I, I like the idea because I think that, you know, and I'm in probably a somewhat of at least a similar industry on in, in some points, which is, you know, and it, it is a law firm. I think people often get the idea of, hey, we, to be a success, we have to have lots of attorneys and lots of overhead, and lots of people, and we have to have nice offices and high rises and downtown. And then all you do is you saddle the business with a lot more overhead, a lot more people and a lot more costs than what it can likely support or what it even makes sense, even if it can support what or what makes sense for the best thing for the business. So it sounds like, you know, um, kind of learn some of the lessons from, um, the the first go around and the or, or working out well as you're uh, getting the or continuing to grow the business the second time so so yeah. with that so now as we've kind of uh caught up to the the uh, the present day of the of the journey and uh leave and seeing where things are going a bit um it's a great time to transition to the two questions always asked at the end of each episode um so we'll jump to those now so the first question i'd like to ask is along your journey what was the worst business decision you ever made what'd you learn from it yeah, probably the worst one was was getting those um, high interest high interest loans and things. Um, you know, it it felt or sounded so appealing and good to be able to get a twenty twenty five thousand or thirty thousand dollar loan and have that cash sitting in the account. You know, when I had payroll and and material suppliers in the flooring business, but the cost of that. What is what does that money cost? Um, and it it was really expensive, you know, huge interest rates on that money, and and they don't they don't mess around. They they have your bank information, and they're withdrawing those payments, you know, daily. And uh, so, kind of opened my eyes to you know twenty, thirty, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars used to seem like a lot, but how quickly, if you're not smart with that, you can blow through that amount of money 
in a in a blink of an eye. And so just the value of money and, and the importance of, you know, those numbers, making sure that, you know, um, that money, it, it could be really expensive. And so it's not valuable to the business. So that was a huge lesson that I learned. No, I think that uh, that makes uh, perfect sense. And, you know, it's sometimes it's that allure of the free money, quote unquote, and it's never free. You have to pay it back. And yet at the time, you're like, well, everybody does it or everybody gets a loan or this is how a business operates. And you quickly learn that there's a lot of strings attached and the conventional wisdom of, hey, let's go out and take a loan and we'll be able to make so much money. We'll pay it back. No problem doesn't always work out and can oftentimes have the adverse effect on the business. So I think that's definitely a, an easy mistake to learn, but a, a great or an easy mistake to make, but a great one to learn from. Yeah. Second question now that I ask is if you talk to someone that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's action, taking, taking action and, and, you know, learning because, I think most of us learn best as we're going through the process. You know, we could sit here and talk about business or you can read books, which are, are very good and valuable. Uh, you can learn a lot from those. But most of the time, the best learning is, is getting out and doing and not being afraid to, to take that action. Um, but also being smart about it, you know, getting a mentor or getting other people that have are ahead of you have taken that journey and. And so hopefully learning from their mistakes. And so you don't have to repeat those, but, but taking action and, and um, yeah, even if it's just baby steps, but taking that action, I think is key. Oh, and I, and I like that. Cause I, you know, I think that sometimes people take it to the extreme of, Hey, I'm never going to go get any learning. I'm, uh, best learning is just by doing and, and they never or try and get that education. And that sets you up for failure and vice versa say, Hey, I'm just going to go get a whole bunch of degrees, but I'm never going to learn along the way. And then I, that also can set you up for failure. So I think that going out and doing it while continuing to learn and whether that's schooling, whether that's mentorship, whether that's, you know, reading or podcasts or however you choose it, whichever way that works for you, always having that learning learning and doing mentality at the same time is a great, a great approach. So, yep. Well, now as we wrap up the episode is people want to reach out to you. They want to be a customer. They want to be a client. They want to be an employee. They want to be an investor. They want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. <laughs> What's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm on uh, LinkedIn quite a bit. Uh, Brock Richards there. Um, also, you can go to our website, uh, mayflowercg.com. Um, but yeah, my contact info is on my LinkedIn page, and that's Mayflower Construction Group as well. Um, you know, relationships have been huge. Uh, you know, I, that's how we met Devin and uh, you know, on LinkedIn and a great way to interact with people and, and find people who, you know, are in the same industries, maybe have the same, you know, likes and, and desires that you do. So appreciate, appreciate you having me on and it's been great getting to know you too. So. Absolutely. Well, I think that's uh, definitely a great, uh, great piece of advice, great takeaways and a great way to connect up with you to find out more and definitely encourage people to do so. And if nothing else, make a new best friend. So <laughs> with that, thank yep. you again for coming on the podcast. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Now for all of you, the listeners that are out there, you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be guests on the podcast. We'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners. 
Make sure to um, click share, subscribe, and leave us a review. Helps us to make sure we can share this podcast with even more startups and small businesses to help them along their journey to success. And last but not least, if you ever need help with your patents or trademarks or anything else along your journey to success with your startup or small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Brock, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Great. Thanks, Devin.